A blessed Sunday, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm glad to see all of you. Surely, time flies fast. It is already the month of July. Biruin mo ang bilis. It's already half, half of the year has already passed. You know, we just concluded our missions month last month. But I hope, no, our involvement in missions work will continue on until our Lord returns. And this month, we have another blessing to celebrate. This month, we're celebrating UECP's 93rd anniversary. 93rd. You know, next week marks 93 years of God's goodness and faithfulness to our church. Ibang klase si God, no? Palakpangan natin si God. We have a great and faithful God who has been faithful to our church. Truly, God has blessed UECP with so, so much and made her a blessing to many people as well. By bringing the gospel message to the lost, ako alam ko, I wasn't a Christian when I came to Hope, but then because of Hope and UECP, I came to know Jesus. I found, well, Jesus found me and I am here. And He has not only Give, use UECP to bring the message of the gospel to us, but it also, God has used UECP to give us a spiritual home. Okay? A spiritual home for the family of God. Indeed, we are blessed to be a blessing. And with that, our topic for today is about blessings. Blessings. For Why? For this is the emphasis of the opening chapter of our new series, which is through Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. You know, Ephesians is quite unique among Paul's letters. In majority of his letters to the different churches and people, Paul has specific problems he was trying to address. Okay, Whether false teaching, sexual immorality, division, and other church issues. But with his letters to the Ephesians, there doesn't seem to be, or uh, there doesn't seem to have any specific issues Paul is focusing on. He was not rebuking the church, unlike his letter to the Galatians, nor was he commending or appreciating the church, unlike his letter to the Philippians. If you're going to read through it, you will see that Ephesians was simply a letter of encouragement. A letter of encouragement. You know, it is rare to, re- to receive letters of encouragement these days. Usually, you know, when we, when we get letters nowadays, ano lang yon? Usually, bills, bills, and bills. Kundi naman bills, notice. No? Notice sa uh, rental and things like that, or anything, memo. No? No encouraging letters anymore. And no one likes those bills, tama ba? The only encouraging letters, you know, I remember receiving for the past 30 years were school acceptance letters. And those only came once a decade lang. Alam niyo yun, pagbukas niyo ng letter, yes, accepted, pasado, and you jump for joy. Ang sarap ng feeling. You feel so encouraged. Now, even though Ephesians is not an acceptance letter, it gives, it gives the same joyous and encouraging feeling. For in the opening verses of the epistle, Paul immediately tells us 
the bountiful blessings we have in Christ. It is even better than an acceptance letter. So why don't we open our Bibles together and read about it in Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 to 14, so that we will be encouraged as well. It is not flash. It will not be flash on our screen. So get your Bibles, or if you have your Bible apps, you can open it uh, with you and read with me. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will, according to His purpose which He set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of His glory. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. May God bless the reading of His word. You know, in this passage, Paul enumerates how God has richly blessed us through His Son, Jesus Christ. But if you notice when we read through all of it that He did not only list down the blessings, He also took time to explain the nature and the purpose of those blessings. Paul did not only want his readers to know that how, He doesn't only want them to know how God has blessed them through Christ, but He also wants to teach them why God has blessed them with His blessings in the first place. You know, many of us know the song, Count Your Blessings. Alam natin yun, di ba? Count your blessings. Wala na sa tono. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Do you guys know that song? Okay? I'm sure. My, my daughter's piano teacher wanted, is, wants her to learn how to play that song. And today, I believe God also wants us to know how to count our blessings in Christ. But not only that, I believe He also wants us to learn how to make His blessings count in our lives. Through this opening chapter in Ephesians, He wants us to count His blessings and make His blessings count in our lives. 
Indeed, you know, we are richly blessed in Christ. Therefore, we should count our blessings and make these blessings count. So today, we'll be learning how. So I want you guys to keep our Bibles open to Ephesians chapter 1. You know, if as we have read earlier, after a brief introduction of himself and his recipients, the Apostle Paul immediately burst out in praise for God. Actually, in the original Greek, verse 3 to 14 is actually one long, elegant, elegantly written sentence. Isang sentence lang yan from verse 3 to 14. And this one sentence expresses the role of the triune God in the blessing of His people. God the Father being the ultimate giver of the blessing. God the Son through whom the blessings were given to us. And the gift of the Spirit which is the blessing to God's people. This is expressed from the opening verse of Paul's praise in verse 3. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, look at your Bibles. It says there, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So we see here the Trinity no, in the blessing of God. And the very first blessing we have received from God is to be chosen by Him. Look at verse 4 to 5. It says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him, in love He predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. And here we go again. The word chosen and the word predestined. No, we just talked about this when we journeyed through 1 Peter. And ngayon ulit, now, it appears again in Paul's letter. As I have pointed out before, you know, many Christians feel negatively when the Bible talks about being chosen or about predestination. It makes them insecure and anxious. It makes them worry whether they are really chosen or not. But if you remember, as I mentioned back then, God's unconditional election is not meant to discourage us. It is not meant to scare us. Instead, it is meant to assure and encourage us. In fact, this was the reason for Paul's praise. He was praising God for this, that God has chosen all of them. All the believers, not only in Ephesus, but all over the world. This is a positive message. We are all chosen to be adopted as children of God. And Paul tells us that that was only possible through Christ. And, you know, when you look at these verses, Paul did not indicate any qualification, walang qualification for how they were chosen. Because that is not how God's election works. No, we were not chosen for who we are. We are not chosen for the qualities that we possess or the character that we have. Kaya't ginawag natin unconditional election because we were all chosen unconditionally by God. Hindi yung nakasalalay sa atin. Nakasalalay siya kay God. Because we are all sinful, undesirable in nature. Kung si God lang pipili and it's according to us, lahat tayo baksak. And yet, if you have received Christ, that means He has chosen you. Not because of who we are, not because of our faith, 
but because of His love for us. There is no qualification for God's election, but there is a purpose. God chose each and every one of us for a purpose. Verse 4 tells us that purpose. Look at your Bible. It says that we should be holy and blameless before Him. Okay, let me note lang. Ha? Paul did not say he chose us in Him before the foundation of the world because we are holy and blameless before Him. No, hindi ganun pagkasabi niya. Sabi niya, he said that we should be holy, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. This means that we are not chosen because we are holy and blameless. We all know that we are not. We were chosen and adopted as children of God so that we can live holy and blameless lives. In Christ, we are chosen to be holy. It's such a blessing to be chosen, but we were chosen for a purpose, and that is to live holy and blameless lives that are pleasing to God. No, God chose us so that He can make us holy and blameless, not by our own effort and strength, but through His Son, Jesus. And only because He has made us holy through Jesus that we can live holy lives. If God does not, did not sanctify us, hindi natin kaya maging to, to live holy lives. You cannot resist sin. It's only because God has sanctified us through Jesus. And we were chosen for this purpose. God's blessing is that He chose us in Christ. And that purpose is so that we can live holy and pleasing lives according to God. You know, most of the time when we hear the word chosen or when we are chosen, the first thing that comes to our mind, ano, ano po mapasok isip natin? Bakit ako? Why were we the ones chosen? Bakit ako? Ba't hindi siya? Maybe he's not as good as me. Diba? Ang sarap ng feeling. We seek validation, approval, or even praise. But, brothers and sisters in Christ, that is not how we should approach being chosen by God. The proper response is to humble ourselves before God, acknowledge our unworthiness, and live the way God wants us to, holy and blameless. Indeed, it is a great blessing to be unconditionally chosen by God. And we should count our blessings and make our blessings count. In Christ, we were chosen to be holy. The second blessing Paul emphasized that we receive from God through Christ is our redemption. Look at their Bibles. It says there in verse 7 to 8, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. You know, one of the places my kids love to go to when we go to the mall is time zone. No? They love playing games there. But more than playing the games, they love earning those tickets. Tickets which they can later use to redeem a prize. Kala nga namin, masasayang na yung tickets namin nung pandemic. Kala namin, mag-close na yung time zone. Buti na lang, hindi pa pala. You know, they think that it is a fun and cheap way to get toys. Kasi tickets lang, eh, di ba? Little did they know 
how much money were already spent for them to those uh, to play those games. Kung ilang beso namin ni reload yung time zone card na yon. You know, the same way my kids redeemed their prizes with their time zone tickets, we were also redeemed by God for a price. In the same way my kids thought that their prizes were bought cheap, we also sometimes take for granted the price God has paid for our redemption. We were not bought with cheap tickets. We were bought through the precious blood of our Lord, of our King, Jesus Christ. You were bought by the blood of our Lord, of our God, who died on the cross for us. This is one of the greatest blessings we have received through Christ. Now, why is there a need for us to be redeemed? Hindi naman ako prize. Why do we need to be redeemed? It is for the forgiveness of our sins. As I have mentioned earlier, we are not holy and blameless to begin with. There's nothing in us that, is, that makes us worthy to be chosen or to be saved by God. On the contrary, we are wretched and sinful. And in God's law, the penalty of our sinfulness is death. We all belong to death. We are wretched people destined for wrath and destruction. Because of our sins, we are trapped in death. But despite all these, God chose us and paid for us through the blood of His own Son, whom He had given to die on a cross 2,000 years ago. And because of this precious payment, the penalty of our sins were paid for. That if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, then the forgiveness is offered to you, is given to you. And now that we understand why we need to be redeemed, let us now understand for what purpose were we redeemed. Paul revealed it to us in verse 9 and 10. Look at their Bibles. It says, They are making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose which set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. What we see here is that in Christ, we are redeemed for unity. We were not only redeemed so that we can be reunited with God, but also to be reunited with one another. You see, brothers and sisters in Christ, our sins did not only destroy our relationship with God, but also our relationship with one another and with the rest of creation. When Adam and Eve sinned, it destroyed their relationship with one another. What did they do? They started blaming one another. But now through Christ, God is healing those broken relationships so that He can reunite all things to Himself. In Christ, we are redeemed for unity. You know, many people, especially Christians, have a wrong understanding of unity. Many times when we hear unity, the idea that goes to our mind is uniformity. Many believe the best way to show unity is uniformity. Dapat pare-parehas tayo para mukhang united tayo. We are united when we are all the same. 
But you know, that is not how the Bible teaches unity. Sure, we are all called to be Christ-like. And so, being, uh, being like Christ, in that way, we are all the same, reflecting Christ in our lives. But that doesn't mean that we should all look the same doing it. In fact, the Bible always describes the church as the body, a body, the body of Christ. One body, different parts. One head, different functions. The hand is different from the feet. Your nose is different from your ears. Your eyes is different from your mouth. Why? Because we are not meant to look the same way. We are not meant to speak the same language. We are not meant to do the same things. We are not meant to worship the same way, to praise the same prayers. We all have our different roles and responsibilities depending on the gifts God has given us. We've learned this when we went through 1 Corinthians. Do you guys remember? So how can parts of the body show its unity? How does the body show its unity? Pano? The body takes care of its part. Not by being the same, but by loving and taking care of one another. The hand feeds the mouth. The stomach digests the food, gives the hand energy. The feet helps the body go places. And takes care of the body. Kung kailangan mag-CR, kung wala kang paa, hindi ka makapunta sa CR. Diba? That's how the body takes care of itself. You know, the same way as the body of Christ, to be united doesn't mean we should all look the same. Instead, we should take care of one another. Loving and taking care of one another, forgiving one another, giving sacrificially to one another, submitting to one another. Ephesians 4, we will tackle about that. These are the ways we practice unity in the body of Christ. Paul expands more on this in chapter 4 and 5. And I hope that we will learn how to be united in Christ. Indeed, it is a great blessing to be redeemed through Christ. But let's also remember that we were redeemed for a purpose. In Christ, we are redeemed for unity. So let us count His blessings and make His blessings count. And now finally, Paul talks about a blessing of inheritance, both for the Jews and the Gentiles who put their hope in Jesus Christ. Let's look what the, once again in verse 11 to 14. It says there, In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of His glory. In Him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. The gospel came from the Jews because Christ was a Jew Himself. And so it was the Jews who first came to believe in Jesus Christ. But most of Paul's recipients here in Ephesus were Gentiles. And so he goes to reassure them that the same inheritance the Jews have received in Christ 
has also been made available to the Gentiles. In fact, God has already blessed them with the guarantee of that future inheritance when they have heard and accepted the gospel. And what is that guarantee? The Holy Spirit. The, Holy, the blessing of the Holy Spirit, which God gives to each and every believer, has many functions. The Spirit bears fruit in the life of the believer. The Holy Spirit helps with us interceding with one another. The Holy Spirit acts as a counselor. It empowers and strengthens the believers. But most important of all is that the Holy Spirit is the seal that guarantees one has eternal life. For me, that is the most important role of the Holy Spirit. It is the seal that guarantees us of this eternal life. You know, Paul, Paul also taught this in his other letters. In 2 Corinthians 21, uh, 1 verse 21 to 22, he says, And it is God who established us with you in Christ and has anointed us who and, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as the guarantee. Okay? It is not our good works. It is not our faith that guarantees our place in God's kingdom. It is the Holy Spirit. In fact, it is the Holy Spirit that gives us faith, that produces in us faith. Paul also taught this in his other letters, as I've mentioned before. And so in Christ, our inheritance is sealed through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Next slide. Okay. In Christ, our inheritance is sealed through the gift of the Holy Spirit. But for what purpose? Paul mentioned it twice, for it is the same for both the Jews and the Gentiles. The purpose is to the praise of His glory. In Christ, we are sealed for His glory. For those who believe in Jesus, our salvation is guaranteed not, only, uh, not by our achievements, but by the gift of the Holy Spirit, so that all the glory belongs to God. Wala yung good works natin, wala yung achievement natin. That is why in chapter 2, Paul emphasized in verse chapter 2, verse 89, alam ko, memorize nyo to, for the grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as, as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Brothers and sisters, there is no place for personal boasting for our salvation because we have zero Zero contributions to our salvation. It is all, all by the grace of God, not by our good works, so that all glory belongs to God. The purpose of our guaranteed salvation in Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit, is for God to be glorified in all creation. So when we preach the gospel, our ultimate goal is to Glorify God. When we testify on how Christ has changed our lives, our goal is to glorify God. When we serve others, our goal is to glorify God. When we worship, our goal is to glorify God. In Christ, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit for His glory and His glory alone. Indeed, what a great blessing to have a guarantee for our future inheritance. And I hope as we count our blessings, we will also make our blessings count. In Christ, we are chosen to be holy. In Christ, we are redeemed for unity. 
In Christ, we are sealed for His glory. We must count all these blessings, count all His blessings and make His blessings count in our lives. How can we know for sure that this is Paul's intention? To not only count our blessings in Christ, but also to make His blessings count. No, if you read through the whole letter of the Ephesians, you will see that there's actually a clear division in the middle of the letter. In the first three chapters, six chapters ang Ephesians. Eh. In the first three chapters, Paul tells us our blessings and identity in Christ. Chapter 1 to 3. But then in chapter 4 to 6, he tells us how we should respond to those blessings and our identity in Christ. In fact, in the very first verse, of chapter 4, he tells us, Therefore, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. Clearly, he does not only want us to count our blessings, he wants us to make it count. So UECP, let us count our blessings and make it count. We have received so much blessings in Christ, our adoption, our redemption, our guarantee. And in the past 93 years in our church, God has blessed us with so much more. God has blessed us with a beautiful sanctuary, a multifunctional church building. Are we making it count? God has blessed us with so much financial resources. Are we making it count? With so much talents, and spiritual gifts, are we making them count? With the school located just beside us, are we making it count? Are we just contented to manage and maintain all of these until our Lord returns? Afraid to use it for so much more for God's kingdom? I hope not. This is not only a reminder for us as a church community, but also a reminder for us individually. Are we making God's blessing to us count? If we are blessed with a big commission, it's the first thing that comes to our mind is how we are going to spend or save it, or how we can use it for God's kingdom. When God blesses us with children, it's the first thing that comes to our mind is how to pass down our legacy, our apelido, and how to make them successful, or how we can train them to become disciples of Christ. What do we do with the gospel we have received? Are we keeping it to ourselves until our Lord returns? Or are we passing it to others so that God can be glorified in them as well? You know, when I was in high school, I have a friend who studied in an international school. And alam natin, mahal sa international school, tama ba? And, you know, I remember asking her, Mayaman ka ba? Are you rich? And she just laughed and said, No, I'm not rich. But I am rich. I am rich with God's blessings. I am rich in God's blessing. Sorry. I am rich in God's blessing. He, she said that to me. And, you know, 
Back then, I never understood her. I never understood. But now I do. Because in Christ, God has blessed me with so much more than what I can imagine. Now the question I need to ask myself is how can I make these blessings count? For those among us naman who haven't received the blessing of God through Christ, then I hope today you now understand what you are missing. Our sins have separated us from God, God and His blessing. But in Christ, you can be reconciled back to Him. I pray, wherever you are, whether you're joining us here or you are joining us through our online worship, I pray that you will receive Jesus in your life. And no, you do not need good works to receive the blessing of eternal life. All you need to do is to put your faith in Christ. And God will give you the blessing of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. All you need to do is to put your faith in Christ. That is the power of the grace of God. For my brothers and sisters in Christ, again, let us know that we have been blessed with so much. In Christ, we are chosen to be holy, redeemed for unity, and sealed for His glory. Are we counting our blessings? And are we making our blessings count? I hope we are. Let us pray. Father, we give thanks for today. We give thanks for reminding us through, your, through the letter in Ephesians that indeed you are the God who, who blesses his people richly through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, help us to live each day being grateful for these blessings. But not only that, to make these blessings count. Passing it to others, living in unity with one another, glorifying you, living in holiness and blameless lives that, are, that is pleasing unto you. Father, we pray that we will not take these blessings for granted, but instead we will use them for your glory. Help us every day to count our blessings in Christ and to make his blessings count in our lives. This is our prayer in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our greatest blessing of all. In his name, amen and amen.